Romans chapter 4, verses 13 through 25. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, something that stood out to me immediately, Will, was the fact that Paul says that Abraham was as good as dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. You think there's anybody listening today who is as good as dead. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like a, that's like a tough reality to come to grips with. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so old that I'm as good as dead. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a tough phrase to wrap your mind around. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to turn a phrase. Uh, so that is not, probably not a phrase that like we'll use, uh, frequently around, around Christ covenant, you know, I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. not a, it's not a very uplifting, edifying phrase, <laughs> but uh, but Abraham was an amazing guy, and God did some amazing things through him, even in his old age, as, yeah. we're, as we're reading about in this passage. Yeah, and um, so it's you know this is continuing on kind of uh, this thing about Abraham and how how he believed God, and it was counted to him as righteous uh, as righteousness, and so kind of juxtaposing faith and works you know yeah. was it by works was it by keeping the law and that's why he's talking about you know um that if it was the adherence of the law who are to be the heirs faith is null and the promise is void mm-hmm. and so it's not it's not through a a working of the law you know if you work to do something and that's what we read yesterday like if you work to do something you receive your wage you receive yeah. something that is due to you uh, but we we don't earn the grace of God or the favor of God or the righteousness of God. Yeah. We simply believe in God and he counts it to us as as righteousness yeah. in the same way that he did with Abraham. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Abraham, obviously, central central figure to this passage and to all of mm-hmm. Scripture, really. 
And one of the important questions that Paul is hitting here is who are the children of Abraham? Mm -hmm. Is it just the Jews? Like, are they the only people with hope of salvation? Right. And we know that Paul is written, is writing to a mixed audience. He's, he's addressing a lot of both Jew and Gentile people. And that one of the phrases that pops up of throughout the beginning of the book is to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Like I think he uses that phrase like three times. Yeah. And so he's, he's kind of tying these together and uh, I find it interesting in verse 16 where he, he talks about um, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Hmm. And so he's addressing this mixed audience and he's, he's calling Abraham the father of, of all, both Jew and Greek, who right. are in this faith. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, sometimes we think, sometimes we hear about the law in the Bible and we kind of think that's like a real, you know, old fashioned, like old tradition of the mm-hmm. Jews or whatever. But to be honest, it's, it's very prevalent in our world today. Mm. We served in the Muslim world for a number of years yeah. and, you know, all good Muslims are trying to carry out what's known as the five pillars of Islam. Yeah. And so it's, it's saying the confession, mm-hmm. the Shahada, and it's praying five times a day at the mosque, mm-hmm. uh, going on the Hajj to, yeah. to Mecca and um, taking the pilgrimage and then uh, giving alms. Yeah. And there's one more that I'm leaving out. Ramadan. And, is that uh, yeah, fasting. Yeah, the fasting month. Yeah. And Which so, is right now. Started a couple days ago. And so, yeah. So, and so they try to carry out those five things. I should say it started, it's right now at the time of recording, not at the time of this being published. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, but I mean, all good Muslims are trying to keep the law. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to keep those five things. And when you keep the law, it almost turns into this like point system with God, yeah. how you're trying to earn these points yeah. and then your sin keeps bringing you down. And then mm-hmm. you keep trying to pray five times a day. You try to fast, you try to do all these things and you're kind of on this point system. And so it, it's it's basically trying to earn the salvation of God. Yeah. And you know the point that Paul is making here with Abraham is that it it it's not about keeping the law. Yeah. Um. That salvation and and righteousness and justification, God uh, counting us as righteousness is about having faith in Him, and not just keeping the law. Yeah. And I. I find verse 20, um, that's such a comforting verse. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. And, you know, Paul Paul read the scriptures. He, he knew it better than either of us do. And, you know, we know that Abraham was not, he's not presented to us as this perfect figure. Hmm. You know, like we, we see him give over his wife to uh, Pharaoh right. and Abimelech, like he, out of fear. And so it's not this like idealistic heroism, but it's this idea that Abraham was following the Lord and that even in his failings, the the fact that he knew his salvation, his establishment did not rest in his own hands, but in God, like Mm. that is where, that is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness and that he, he gave glory to God. He honored God um, through that, Mm. you know, lowliness of heart Hmm. no that's great yeah and um you know 
it, it and and the verse continues on that said he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Fully mm-hmm. convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. You know, there's there's certain people that they they try to study and understand what Christianity is all about and what the Bible has to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And uh, we even have some people in a in a class that that uh, we're going through right now on Sunday mornings. And they're kind of at that point where they understand the goodness of the gospel and how God can cover our sin and and essentially count us as righteousness, the same as we're reading here. Yeah. And yet, you know, th- there's a reluctance there to take that step of faith to believe that God can to be fully convinced, like it says here, that God is able to do what He has promised. And I, you know, you you cannot take the cross of Jesus and the shedding of his blood, the breaking of his body, the covering of sins through that, uh, the, the paying of the mm. penalty of sin and then the resurrection and the, the defeating of, of yeah. sin and death and the grave. You can't take those things into a scientific lab and kind of work out these formulas where it's like, okay, now I see how it all yeah. fits together I trust in it. Yeah. It'll the gospel will never not be a mystery. It'll yeah. never not be a mystery. So that it always requires faith. Yeah, absolutely. and so we can study it, we can understand it, and we should study it, yeah. and we should understand it. Yeah. But there, there is always you're always going to get to that point where it says, okay, now I just have to throw myself yeah. at the mercy of absolutely. of this God. Yeah, I'm I'm such a big advocate for. Um, thinking really rationally about sure. faith and matters of faith. But that is like such a, a huge lesson that I have learned in my Christian life is like doubt was such a recurring theme for me. And I came to this point of realizing that as long as I give doubt a seat at the table, like I will always, you know, like there's the the case is, is never closed. Like you, the questioning, the the uncertainty, like at some point there is just this faith, this assurance of things and and conviction of things not yet seen, like Hebrews 11 talks about. Hmm. And that reminds me of, uh, of Nabil Qureshi's testimony, Mm -hmm. um, famous, uh, recently passed author who, who, and preacher, he, he converted from Islam and, and grew up, a uh, a, um, devout Muslim and, he was being evangelized to by a friend and they would just kind of debate like time and time again over years. And he came to a point where he really couldn't defend his religious views anymore. And he knew that, that Christ, he recognized Christ as true and that he couldn't really push back against the validity of scripture anymore. And yet he, he just, he didn't have faith. He wasn't ready to, to walk away from the world as he knew it as a Muslim and, and the Lord by his grace brought him to that point eventually. But you know, that intellectual knowledge for him, that was not faith. Like he still wasn't ready to embrace Christ. And and the faith is that actually as Abraham did, it's leaving that, Mm. that homeland and and pursuing the call of God. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's a word for, for all of us. Um, you know, there is, there is undoubtedly many people in churches all across America, all across the world that, um, you know, 
you you know about God and you've heard the gospel and you understand like the good benefits of the gospel, or maybe you even enjoy the good community that you experience at church yeah. or things like that, but you've never actually just taken that step of, of faith to say, I'm throwing myself at the mercy of this God. Yeah. So interesting stuff. We'll continue on in chapter five in Romans. So for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.